Hey yo, we about to tear it up. Yo, break for break, break for break, get drunk. This right here is how we do it. Break it down. It's the Breakout Just Podcast. We break things down to the very last compound. My name is Summit, aka the potty mouth of the South. And my name is Chris Mitchell, aka the actual factual. How you doing, man? I am well. I am alive. How are you? I'm okay. I just um it's just another week, you know, of culture wars, isn't it? From the Tory party, innit? Oh, you're, you're, just you're, you're, bit, you're doing that today. Okay. It's get it's it's just getting a bit tiresome, isn't it? Like it's now 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 uh now is a fresh uh Drugatory racist term now being floating about. People have bars and stuff. What where are you they talking just, about? You don't know about the bar? Oh, the body thing. Yeah. Bro, I weren't phased. Let me tell you a story. I went to Cuba a couple of years ago. I touched I touched grass on the resort, innit? You know they say touch grass? So I, I was touching grass on the resort. I went to my room. What was on the wall, bro? Yeah, in Cuba, a gollywog. A big picture of a gollywog. <laughs> you see, you know, you say you touch grass, innit? Us, us uh, Asians, we say mitti, bruv. We say mitti, you get me? Say that's that the difference to it. Mitti, that's, that that's the ground, that's the earth. It's the mud, it's the earth. Bro, I'm going to be honest with you. If you could rap, yeah, you would have the most fire song titles ever, bro. <laughs> yeah. I swear down, like, Nunga Man and all them things, it would be hard. Nung, nah, Nunga Man would be big pause. Like, people like like, um, just so everyone is aware, that's a, it's not a very nice word. I made it, well, it's not a made-up word, but I used to call, well... I used to go around calling people at my workplace Nunga Man 3000 uh, as a character and I should have been sacked from that job and I never did. It was brilliant. It actually enhanced my, you know, character there. Um, but no, I'm just a bit, I'm just a bit tired of this, you know, not to start off on a, on a, on a sad note or anything like that, but it's just, I'm tired of this, you know, it's just, it's just boring, man. No, it's, it's boring. cool, bro. It's nothing, nothing's going to happen, you know. We're all just going to die. Nothing's going to happen, bro. It's fine. As long as we have this connection and speaking of connection, We've got our man Vice Beats. Nice. He's got an incredible album. Come on. Coming out, Aspects. Come so on. Let's look at different aspects. Let's look at different aspects, bro. All right. Let's look at the okay, positive cal- side. Calm down, calm down. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's getting my radio voice on, isn't it? Calm down. Um, isn't that? <laughs> uh, but we have Vice Beats, you know, longtime listener, mm. longtime friend, mm. who has an incredible project coming out. He's obviously released his uh, single, uh, Connected, um, with again another uh, previous guest, Blue. Um, and he's here with us today. Oh, yeah, we had to talk blue, about it? aspects. Yeah, yeah. You see how I roll in it. Yeah. Um, and he's here to talk about his new album, Aspects. Vice, how you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me back. It's nice to see you guys again. Yes, you are uh, one of the rare multiple attendee people that come on the show, right? So, you know, Tracy Lee is probably one of them. Um, we've got there's only a few people who've been on the show more than once, and you are now one of them. That's I think we should make jackets at this point. Thanks, Elite Company. Um, I'm fully up for a jacket, man. I'd love to see that thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, we appreciate you you joining Let's us, do it. and um, we've got a lot to get through. Uh, congratulations on the album. Uh, remind the listeners when it comes out, thanks, man, um, and where they can buy it from as well. Just at the at the top of of the top of the show. Yeah, for sure, man. Appreciate it. So the album's called Aspects and it's coming out on the 26th of May. So it's via HHV. So the pre-order's up at the moment. So that's available from there. It will be on Bandcamp soon for pre-release too. And the launch part is on the 24th of May in Bristol at Lost Horizon. Perfect. Wonderful, wonderful. So now talk us through the concept of the album. I guess the, the genesis of it how did you approach it from a musical standpoint? Because, you know, that's in your vein. So talk to us about that. Yeah, man. So, I mean, it's, it's it was quite a, I guess, an organic process, really. So, I mean, it started when COVID started, I guess, really, in the sense that, as you know, like I'd I'd released the Jay Diller tribute project, Diller the Timeless Tribute. So that came out in February 2020. Um, something went quite severely wrong three weeks after that and then it just it music seemed to dissipate so much I didn't really know what to do with it and I was trying to find ways to stay literally connected with artists so I was reaching out to to friends like trying to stay in touch with different people you know like chatting to you guys chatting to musicians trying to chat to whoever I could just to kind of stay connected within that scene really make sure everyone was all right and just kind of be be around and i think through that process 
I realized that there was actually a lot of artists who were really keen to work and really wanted to build and and also had I guess different voices and opinions and viewpoints on what that experience was like because you know it, it it was so profoundly different for people who were on their own to people who had big families to people in cities to the people in the country and different countries as well and like I I got to this point where like so I I released Lost Time with Ellie Harris and we were exploring the idea of like literally that just kind of a, a chunk of life being reformed in a completely different way and then it built out from there really so I mean I I started talking to a few people that I'd collaborated regularly with and um, I'd spoken to The Elastic, who's my saxophonist, and got these ideas and a few little sketches of different things that I wanted to work on. And then I, so, you know, Andy Kettle from Steam and Kettle PR, like he'd linked me up with Blue previously um, so that we could chat and see if we could collaborate get him on my podcast too so he was on digging the crates um not that long before before we started kind of talking about collaborating so we we basically kind of stayed in touch and i knew that napoleon the legend was was a big fan of blue as well like we talked about his music i mean he is to he's an mc's mc so like you know i, I think when when that song started like that when you're saying about the genesis of it, I think that verse from Blue, it just all felt like it clicked into place. Whereas, like, oh, okay, I get it. I know where this needs to lead. And it's like, I didn't really know what it would look like. I didn't know necessarily what it would sound like, but I knew the purpose of it was to tell those stories of connection during this time where it was completely the opposite that was happening for people. So, you know, that the way that Blue and Napoleon had, had expressed themselves in that way, I started reaching out to different artists and I intentionally did it so that I was working with people who are in different countries, having different experiences. So quite early on, I contacted Shelley Harland, who's an incredible singer. She's she's worked with Guru and various other people, done some amazing stuff. And I I reached out to her because she she lives in really, really rural Australia. And it's it's like her and her kids and her husband and the two of them make music together and they've got a very, very different musical experience to like what a lot of us have got, where it's kind of a hub of a city and all those different things going on. So yeah, I I started reaching out to these different people and some of them I met along the way during this time as well. So quite early on, um I would I was speaking to Pseudo Slang who I love his music. Like he's amazing. Like when he was a duo, who now he's on his own, irrespective. Like his music is amazing. So I was I was talking to him for a while, and we've been working on a few different ideas. And it was interesting because we we'd worked on a couple of songs previously, and then it folded into that time that became the first lockdown, and his lyrics just completely shifted because he was on his own. And it was a very different experience. So he started writing this piece about connection and what that looked like. And a similar thing happened with Steph Pockets too, where like she she was living in Japan and then she ended up having to move back to Philadelphia due to all of this. So she was living on her own and, and it was her whole thing on her side was complete lost connection where her life had been parked and she'd had to move back to a country she didn't anticipate moving to and loads of different things in that sense. So there's kind of all of these different artists talking through different elements on that side. And I think the the one moment for me that kind of pulled it all together was I was working on an instrumental that initially I thought I'd get an MC on it. And I asked Mac Lloyd to do some guitar and bass for me. And he came back within a couple of days and was like, look, I know you said you want guitar and bass, but I had to write to this. And he created a song that's on the album called Hollow, and that's the second single. And it just, I think when I heard the beauty and the sadness and the, the feeling of kind of overcoming of challenges within that piece, it was like, okay, we're getting somewhere now. And there there were lots of different moments where it was becoming more and more personal because 
over that period of time as well. Like my son Eben was born in July 2020. So yeah, I'm I'm sure like you you had kind of similar first child child well early child experiences summit with with this idea of kind of limited connection in that way. So yeah, I was I was hearing his heartbeat via WhatsApp. I was kind of very disconnected from a lot of those processes and it brought myself and my wife Sam closer but at the same time it was a challenging time in that way so I wanted to try and find a way to mark that process so like I've got an interlude on there where it's like reworking his heartbeat um, and it kind of becomes a pulse and that's that's a short interlude um, and then at the end of the album there's him talking and then this this idea of kind of full circle kept building and building. So I've I've got Sam is talking at the start of the album and just saying short line. So I've got a whole bunch of my different family members and friends and so on as well. So mainly family, and they've all said the same short statement, and they all send it sent it via WhatsApp. So they were sending all of these different messages over time, and I was building all of those up. And it's the first time that you know I've got. My mum, my dad, and my stepdad on there. I've got both my kids on there. I've got my wife on there. I've got a couple of kind of friends on there, and that piece really built. So I mean, I'd I'd actually created some of that pre-COVID. So the interlude features Gate Noel, who did strings for To Pimp a Butterfly, like he's done stuff for Della Soul. So um, Della Soul's last album. He was the strings composer um, when they worked on a studio project and recorded tape. That was him. I just, I love what he creates. He's an incredible musician. So there was this idea of this huge swell of emotion and music at the very, very start of the album and doing something different. I just, it was just a really exciting process. And it, I guess it wrapped up and absorbed all of the stuff that was going on on my side where I couldn't. I didn't want to have those same conversations again and again and again about everything that was going on. Everyone was having that. So I think I felt like it funneled more and more into this project that I was working on. And actually, Chris, I'm sure you found the same thing where like it, in a weird way, it kind of gave you space to create more in that sense where as much as you were closer with the people in your tight knit circle, there was also this weird feeling of, okay, this is the only way I know how to express myself right now in a positive sense and keep myself focused. So I do just that. Like I just built this music up and up and up and it was more and more layered. And there was all of these musicians who were just working in their homes to create this collective piece. So I think it with this album, it yes, it's my name at the top, but it's very much, it feels like, it's a collective project in that sense. And I think it could have kept on going. And there were so many other musicians that I would have loved to get hold of and build with, you know, yourself included, Chris, and so many other people. But I think it it felt like it got to the point where the final lockdown ended and life was returning. It was like, okay, this has to stop. Like, you know, Eben's here, life's resuming, things are changing, and and if anything, it feels like it's told a chapter of my life through music and it and it built in this really kind of beautiful but at times really tough and challenging way to turn into what it is now. You know, and I think it was a similar thing with Near Sky, the artist, like he he really built up that idea of exploration and connection. And we turned it into this idea of kind of building your own rocket ship, so building your own destiny. And that just, that blew up, you know, like that was such a big idea in that sense. And then it was like, right, okay, this is this is additional layer to this album that needs to happen. And I wanted to find ways to have these little touches over time where it built up in that way. And Poet Curious um, created a piece, like a spoken word piece, that was all about basically like taking launch and taking flight and that really started wrapping together that idea of that that element of the concept as well so yeah it's, it's been a real journey it's it's been three years i think in the making really and you know i'm i'm really proud of it but it's 
it's been a real kind of ebb and flow project in that sense and it's I don't think I've had a project chart my life in this way you know the the dealer project came at a time when when my daughter Alex was really unwell and then it kind of moved forwards past that point whereas this was such a unique experience for all of us I've I don't know whether there'll necessarily be a project that feels this close to home in that same way. I'm not sure. You know, it's hard to hard to gauge on that front, really. Mm. Thank you for such a an in depth analysis of of the of the recording process. I could literally listen to you talk about this album all day. And thank you for answering one of my questions because I was going to ask you, right? Why am I not on this album, yo? I was going to ask oh, this guy. <laughs> no, nah, why I was on that? Like, listen, man, call me in it. I won't charge you, bro. I won't charge. I'll never charge you. <laughs> this guy with his, oh, God. It was my question. And you see, he, oh, he, 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 he preempted. He's like, Chris, you know, people like you, but we're cool. Talk to me about the album title because I'm working on a project now and the album title just came at a random place, random time. Me and my wife were in Jamaica and the waiter came up to us and said, here's your provision and gave us our breakfast. And me and my wife just looked at each other like, we didn't even say it, we just knew. Talk about the title aspects because I think it's strong. I'm really a fan of like one word album titles because they get my brain working. When was that eureka moment and you're like, yeah, this is the album title? I think it's, yeah, it's interesting you say that, man. I, I think there's, there are those moments, aren't there? Like something just seems to click. And I think on my side, it was actually when, when I started building the the intro, at that point I didn't. The project was really forming, but I didn't have the name. And the the phrase that I was getting everyone to repeat was aspects of reality. And it just kept on building and building and building. And I I was thinking of calling it connected. I was thinking of kind of I was trying to find a phrase like you say. I mean, I like that clean singular words element to it it's like i i prefer that because it's just a strong statement you know or like two words but one word better for me really like i like that stuff because it just sticks in your head and it's different as well for hip-hop because we're so wordy like there's so many words <laughs> in like hip-hop albums are crazily long when it comes to titles it's like they have to have so much going on with it that like i I think that that element from the intro definitely really tied it together and it was like an earworm really i think having as having aspects of reality and also like you guys know kind of like when when you're mixing anything really like i was hearing these voices again and again and again and again and it's like aspects was i i must have heard the word aspects hundreds of times by the time i panned it out and got the perfect reverb and like EQ'd all these different voices and I padded out the intro with like Google Translate and all sorts of stuff. I was like, right, I'm going to get as many voices as possible in different languages, which was the idea of it as well. And and it kind of just, I wanted to, I wanted to explore that idea. And I knew it was always going to be this idea that there was lots of different elements to it. And elements was another phrase that was dotting around as well. So like I was, I was talking to talking to my wife Sam a lot about the phrases and words and things it's felt like it was connecting and and yeah it just it landed in that way it kind of it was it was a nice moment really because I think I'd, I'd got about at least half the album done by the time I'd got the words on the intro because pre-covid I'd got the horn section done um so the Lassic had recorded that piece for me and just before the first lockdown I'd recorded the strings or the initial strings with um, Vince Martin or like Beloy strings. So we'd done the original string section and the horns, so the saxophone line on it. And it sat there for a while on that front and I was still trying to work out where it would go. And then it ended up where I think probably like about a year and a half into the project I was at that point where I was starting to work out the phrase that I wanted because I could hear the shape of the album I could hear where I wanted it to go I knew I wanted to have this idea of this big swell of sound and then it kind of kind of sucks straight back in again and then then it kind of I, I love those albums where they can move up and down and 
as much as yeah, I know that I'm not getting into like crazy 180 DMB levels or anything, like it's kind of it's still got its own movement and its own complexity to each piece. So like that that bit really kind of summoned that title in the end, I guess. Dope. Listen, man. From from one artist to another, just congratulations on finishing it. I I know, I know it's a very um yeah it's a, it's an emotionally draining process or you know album creation you know podcasting producing series it can be very emotionally draining so salute and congratulations on on finishing the project. I was gonna say something funny and just say that I noticed that Chris just displayed narcissistic behaviour there while talking about himself while I was talking about you I just wanted to point that out <laughs> this guy man. fair enough this guy man. <laughs> the girl carry on by this guy this nah it's cool but like yeah I I don't know it's it's just a man time isn't it and I think actually like when you were saying about the podcast stuff it's like I I, I love digging the crates and I really like what I'm doing with it but I didn't have enough energy to do that at the same time as making music for a while so like you know I've I've been building that up slowly, like really slowly, but surely. And I do have another series that's going to come out relatively soon, but it it kept getting knocked back and back and back and back. And I was like, I need to just stop with this for a little bit. Like, I I can't do this. Like you say about the whole kind of reaching a quota. Like, I, I was juggling too much. You know, like last year I was juggling three jobs, like having a toddler, like having well two kids but particularly toddlers are mad and like doing up a house and doing all these mad things on top of trying to complete an album and forcing myself to try and make this podcast work and it just felt like the passion was pulling out of all of that stuff or it's like oh, I have to get this album done oh I have to get this podcast done I have to do all these other projects I'm working on and it just it just had to stop you know I I just ended up getting to the point where I was like, right, I'm going to start contacting artists and just saying, look, I'm not available for instrumentals. I can't produce right now. I can't do anything. If I'm working on a project and it's midway through, that's getting parked. Podcast is parked. (laughs) I just needed to strip everything out because it was getting to the point where I... I really wondered whether I wanted to continue making music, even though I knew I'd made something that I was really proud of and it was making progress. It just felt like this is too much. You know, it's like it it was too challenging. So, yeah, I think that refining process and being able to say, okay, this is it. I'm working on aspects. I'm going to do everything I possibly can. And last summer, I put in an application for help musicians and that just changed everything you know obviously like me and you have talked about this chris and like the the real significance of that as an artist like i through my work in youth work over a long period of time i've done lots of different funding applications and so on and been involved in that kind of world previously but i've never managed to achieve anything on that front for myself and getting some money to actualize this album in the way that i really want it to be released it's just an amazing feeling and just from the get-go really like the the way i found out was that it was on our anniversary so like we'd i'd been checking my phone for like weeks and like every day like searching help musicians help musicians like knowing that it was going to be around that time and i'd heard nothing back and we we went to to wales to this really nice restaurant and sam just said to me oh you know have you heard anything no, 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 I've not heard anything. So I just did a cursory check. And I'd, I'd started a check that morning and it just, my phone's so clogged with emails. I've got like seven email accounts. So it took so long. It's like, right, I haven't got time for that. Closed the phone and then checked and like literally got the email. But the signal was so bad because we were in the middle of Wales. It was like, I could see help musicians. It was like, we're very pleased. I was like, where's the rest? What's this saying? Is it yes? Like, so I was like running around trying to find Wi-Fi and trying to figure out whether it would work. So that eventually it was like, they'd said, yes, you've got it. Like I was, I was an emotional wreck. I was like, I can't believe this, especially the fact that I got MOBO funding as well through it. The idea that MOBO is MOBO. Yeah. Like I grew up with MOBO. Like watching the MOBO awards was huge. Like that was 
we we're all kind of simpler ages. Like that was a big deal when we were growing up. Like there wasn't stuff like that. Mobile didn't didn't exist in other forms in that way. Like that was the time where like one extra building and all of these amazing things happening where this music was finally getting recognized for the first time. So the idea of getting mobile funded was crazy. And like they've just been amazing in terms of the journey and the way that they've reframed what I'm thinking about in terms of being an artist as well. It's like I you get coaching. So like I had a, a social media mentor who was brilliant. Um this woman called Alyssa Harper and she she was so good. Like she helped me with so many different things and got me organized on that front and I guess kind of broke down on some of my my worries and my concerns and my preconceptions about what social media interaction needs to look like and also getting me organized in terms of thinking how to actualize a promotional campaign on your own as an individual artist and find ways for that to work and it's it's really made me think of it in a different way but also I had a, a session with this this woman who's an amazing artist manager and she broke down kind of where I am and really just got me to talk for the first session pretty much about where I am, what I've been doing, all that side of things and then started going through these different bits and granular detail and it made so much difference and you know, that alongside the money side it basically meant that I could shape this up in a completely different way. It's like, you know, I'm going to have mini billboards and poster campaigns around Bristol like I I can have a launch launch event at Lost Horizon which is one of my favourite venues pay the artists who featured on the album to be there I've got an art exhibition there like there's I've got collaborations with Monkey Shoulder who are making like bespoke cocktails like there's all, all these different elements that are happening on the night that are really special but at the same time it meant that near sky and i could work closer to really build these ideas i mean he i know he's gone way above and beyond what what were our initial plans were with it but he was invested in it and it's meant that there was all these different things that could happen off the back of it so i've got this so there's an amazing artist who you should check her out on instagram she goes under illustration and she creates like clay artwork. So she takes album covers. I'm sure you guys have seen them, but like they're. I've seen her. Yeah. I've, I went to a, a, a launch party. She was there. Her stuff was on the wall. Yeah. She's I'm incredible. Nervous. And so she's working on my album as a 3D form. Mm. And, you know, I've, I've been working on videos with Section Red. And I love Oliver Whitehouse's work. I have for years. Like he's an amazing director. And the, I, I mean, the video that we did for Connected, he went out to New York and I, you know, Spike Lee's films are a huge inspiration. I did my dissertation on Spike Lee. Like he's a big deal on my side in terms of film. You know, my degrees in media production, like films are a big thing to me and visuals. So he, he took that approach of Spike Lee's lingering portraits and those ideas of kind of really drawing connection out and created what what I think is a really beautiful and reflective video all in black and white for Connected and we've also been working on a second video for Hollow which is completely different you know and, and Mac Lloyd should like get some form of minor Grammy or some something for this like he's he's brilliant like I mean apart from the fact of anything he had to walk into the freezing cold sea so you know it's uh it was it was intense but yeah it's all of those different elements that I I guess I just didn't think I'd be able to make happen and I'm now now feeling a little bit like a one-man army with this where there's just so many parts that I'm doing on a daily basis where it's making sure the events work and make, making sure promos tight sorting out merchandise sorting out like daily content or regular content but also sorting out all the other pieces and all the other parts to make this a whole and it's it's crazy. It's like you know, I'm I've never done anything to this scale before, which feels feels like a big learning curve, really, from the Diller album coming out. Because I've been working on that for seven years, but I'd never done a project to that scope before. And I think on top of the fact that there was all the COVID stuff, 
I found that I was taking a lot of lead at that time from Andy from Steam and Kep. And he was amazing and kind of really supportive. But I didn't necessarily know where to go outside of that. I was relying a lot more on him in terms of the things he was doing promotionally. I was doing a lot on that side of things. Whereas now I've really noticed a shift in my mindset where it's like, okay, I've got more experience now. I've got more connections. I I understand myself as an artist more. I've I've grafted enough to get it so that my name's more recognized within the industry. As much as I've been around for a long time, I think that added clout of working on the Dilla project and continuing to work with the Ansi family as well was kind of really helped in that way. And I think it's there's this added layer where I kind of feel like there's a responsibility on my end to be doing doing things properly and keeping things consistent and making sure that as an artist I'm not dropping the ball in that way. So yeah, I think there's been a there's been a lot of things that have changed since that last release. So the help musician side has really enabled me to push that vision and hopefully have it where like it turns into something that is is worthy of what I was hoping it would be in the in the initial stages I guess so yeah it's exciting there's there's been a lot happening and it's been really overwhelming and you know it's been the biggest juggling I think I've ever had to do in terms of music but well worth it and like it's it's inspiring it's nice to know that it's turning into something that's very very close to the whole album being out you know and just staggering it as well it's like I've got all of these different bits that are happening in terms of the different releases and I've got two main singles then I've got two remixes that are coming off the back of that and there's kind of all these different tranches of different things that are coming out over time to tease out different elements of the album so from that album artwork that's all linked up which is something that I did with the Dilla project where uh, Nina Feeney created these interconnected covers for each of the singles I've continued that thing because I love it when art has that but it expands the concept of the album art and then builds it into individual covers so all of the single elements have that so yeah I'm, I'm building this as much as I can to I guess really do what a big label would do for you but all on my own other than the fact that HHV are part of it which you know HHV make things happen and make the vinyl side of things happen and they're brilliant to have involved in that way but it's a very independent label in the sense that you as an artist are, are taken on board and they'll make the vinyl with you and they'll push to the distribution side but you do all the promo and it's a very different kind of agreement compared to, you know, say if you were on First Word or Village Live or, you know, High Focus or whatever, it's a different kind of thing in that sense. So it's less directive. It's not like there's someone saying, this is what you're doing. It's very much a case of when it's ready, you tell us and then the ball starts rolling. So, you know, I've that's what I've been trying to do really is make sure that everything's aligned before pressing the button and saying, right, it's go time because then as soon as that went that was it so it's yeah it's been it's been a lot and also just trying to get the vinyl to come out you know it's like vinyl lead times are bad <laughs> like, thanks brexit you know, thanks brexit yeah exactly it's yeah it's like it's i submitted the album december and it's it's coming next month like may so yeah Mad how long this stuff is taking. It's all Adele's it's, fault. It's just absolutely crazy. Yeah. All Adele's fault, man. It's, it's one. <laughs> Whose fault? Whose fault? Adele. Yep. Why? Adele nicked all the vinyls Bruh, in the last world. Year, Adele, I think, you know, like how some producers work in a the studio, they'll have like different rooms going at the same time. Mm. Adele took over the pressing plants, bro. Like labels were saying, yo, Adele, relax. <laughs> I th- Yeah, I maybe, but I think this was, this was a. Um... This has been a concurrent issue for a, since COVID in that mm. time, and also and a lot, a lot of the major labels because of the resurgence of vinyl. A lot of the major labels have backed up the pressing plants. It's like, all right, you got Mellow Music Group over here, need a thousand Apollo Brown albums. You got Universal say, listen, man, 
we need 10,000 Eagles albums. Who's a priority? Yeah. And it, I guess with that, it also depends on where they're getting the vinyl from. So the US lot were a lot of them yeah. were getting it from Eastern Europe, like yeah. Croatian, all them places. Mm. And then they've now gone, actually, that's time consuming. It takes a long time. Mm. So like someone like Chris Schwartz has gone, I'll just make my own pressing plant yeah. and then deliver that. So there's, yeah, the that... It's tricky, that man. vinyl thing has been has been a, a big problem for in terms yeah. of lead time. But Vice, I wanted to ask. Um, it's obvious that the the album is very personal to you, and rightly so. It's your it's your work. But as a listener, I don't know you, right? Let's just say I don't know you. I'm I'm going to pre order this album. I see on HHV. What is it that as as the creator? What is it that you want the listener to take away? when they press play on a cassette, vinyl, CD of Aspects? Because it's obviously very personal to you. But what is it that I should take away as a listener? What do you want them to take away from it? I mean, I guess the first step to that experience is that I'd, I'd love the idea that people can listen from start to finish. So, like, the, the launch event is that, like, I'm playing the album from top to bottom. And that's... I've said in my head that very clearly that's what I'm doing with projects moving forwards. I did that with the Diller album as well like different people performing very all that side of things but ultimately people are in the room and they're hearing it as intended and I, I think in terms of the the message behind it I guess on my side it's it's kind of a message of hope in a way I think there's so many different voices and there's so many different elements to connection and different forms within it but it it's got this line that follows through the whole time where a set, a kind of like with a band really I guess you know I've got one drummer who when there's live drums it's Gasper Senna I've got one set of live horns which is the Lassic so if there's live live saxophone it's the Lassic you know then there's kind of certain sounds and traits that come through where that ties it together and similarly with scratches, there's only two date. There's not tons of scratches on there, but there's Jabba the Cut and um, Five Styles got involved. So he returned from the Diller album as well. And I guess it's that idea of this kind of unified connection and just people being able to celebrate that we're free again, I guess, whatever that means to people. And we've overcome something that to our generation, other than obviously, you know, the awful things that are going on in pockets of the world right now, it's the biggest thing that's happened to our country and our generation, really, like, since the war. And, you know, we, as much as you can talk to, like, grandparents about it and all that side of things and older members of the community, it's different. You know, like, we're we're raising kids and building families families and trying to keep friends connected and all that side of things through something that was truly truly terrifying and people didn't know what was going to happen and you know, we've lost some really good people within music as well and there was a there was a few kind of musical choices along the way where like I I was thinking about putting a I, I created a, a tribute to Ty when he died and I was going to have that in there but I chose to take it out because I felt like I I wanted this to be about moving forwards and I felt like I told that story musically already and I felt like this I wanted this to tell a different story in that way and the message is very much about we can overcome this we can overcome this again and again and again no matter what it is that's thrown at us because we have unity we have love we have music and it's that really I think it that was the kind of beauty in a lot of the lyrics that came through from a lot of the artists involved was that they when it boils down to it it's really simple it's it's hope and that's what I want the message to be I guess is that 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 idea of this build your own destiny like build your own rocket ship like the the vinyl itself like the inlay of the vinyl is a paper rocket so you can make your own rocket and like it's it's that idea of kind of yes it's a token but at the same time it's something playful and it's something that again links into my own experience of being little and seeing like Beatles albums where there was cutouts and like different random things going on with records like it 
it's that tactile connection it's the audio connection it's the it's something different a few people kind of say oh there's too many interludes there's too many this or this needs to shift around or that's not right but it just it didn't feel like it was something that i i wanted to take on with this i felt confident in myself that the music takes you on a journey and like i i realized that that could probably sound quite kind of uppity with it but that's what i wanted that's what i was trying to make was something where there's this beautiful string section that swells at the start of the album and then there's this spoken word piece and there's a rocket launch in and then it drops into a heartbeat and then you've got blue kind of t telling this very personal story about connection and it opens up some more and there's there's times to breathe within it as well like there's a couple of instrumentals in there there's kind of short snippets where it's just a voice for a minute you know or a voice for 20 seconds and something more sampled and I, I think that's the thing is that I just wanted it to have those different layers those different elements those different pockets of sound where it's it's almost reflecting life in that way where it it can get short and sharp but then you can take a breath and stop for a moment and reflect on it and then move into the next stage so you know i yeah i guess if there was a way of really summing it up it would be that it's hopeful and i really want it to be heard from start to finish and that's that's the way i'm trying to tell the story in terms of seek seeking this connection with people through well essentially online stuff and so on as well but just trying to tell the story behind it so that people feel invested enough to press play and keep listening uh, i hope they do that's what i want like if if i can get someone to listen to the album from track one to track 16 which i realize sounds like a lot there's a lot of interludes but like if i can get someone to hold that attention for 40 minutes like that feels like a huge huge win in the way that music is right now you know and that's that's really what i want to do like it's it's get it so that people can hear that and take it from there I, th I, th I think I can, from my perspective, listening to it, I felt like I couldn't, I had to listen to it all the way through. I didn't feel like it was one of those albums where I could listen to one track and then, okay, cool, I'll come back to this tomorrow. Like, I felt like I had to go through it because I felt I had to complete the journey as I was listening. And that, I think, I think that's, for me, if I'm thinking about it, you can correct me if I'm wrong. But it's more, I think it's to do with the sequencing because there's the short interludes, because it's like, it it doesn't feel long. It feels like you're going through this process. So I was like, okay, this, this 30 seconds, okay, what's happening next? And I wanted to carry on. <laughs> that's how, as a listener, listening to it last night, that's how I felt. Um, so for me, that, that comes across. And then afterwards, I was listening to certain tracks after, but I had to, when I first listened to it, first way through, I had to listen to it from top to bottom. And I felt engaged at all points. I was intrigued at the, you know, the rocket, the, you know, Hubble, you have the Hubble audio, you know, from the, the astronauts. I was really, I was really uh, heartened by Eben's reprise. I thought that was, that was a really nice touch, if I'm honest, because obviously as your son, I just thought that, oh, that that's just a nice touch. And then, then I, then I realized that your wife is on it and I was like, oh, okay. Oh, this is really personal. This is this. okay. This is, I was like, okay, now I want to listen to it more. And it felt like yeah. that, you know, um, so kudos on that. I wanted to ask you, cause I wasn't sure who that was. And I've, you know, forgive me, forgive me on Luna. Who the hell is wrapping their ass off on Luna? Because Jesus, that, oh my Lord. I was just like, yeah, you smashed it, bro. Like I know Poet, <laughs> poet Curious did this thing, Blue did this thing, Napoleon did this thing. Like, I, but I was listening to it. I was going, you are in your bag with this one i didn't know who it was was it tom i don't know who it, i was just like it's go on tommy evans man he was in his bag bro he was in his bag <laughs> yeah. i was just like okay okay you got me you got me with that one you yeah. got me with that verse i was like okay you he's talking some ish bruv he's talking about yeah, like man. apartheid and just like y'all like, okay what the what we where are we going with this <laughs> and just like bringing it back to connection which is obviously yeah, a, yeah. a running theme so um no that I kudos to you man Chris you got anything no bro I'm I'm just here listening to 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 this story I think um it's an it's an album to live with I haven't to be totally honest with you I haven't listened to it all but 40 minutes isn't a long time in in music in music land 
and um, I wanted to say, I just want to say kudos, bro, for putting yourself into the music like that because it's, it's, it's not easy. It's, it's, it's painful. It's tricky, and you know, you're learning about yourself at the same time. And I, I have to repeat myself. Just congratulations for finishing this. Like, it's, it's an amazing, it's an amazing, 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 amazing achievement. I'm very proud of you, and I'm very happy for you. Thanks, man. That means a lot. Appreciate it. No, no, no. I'm, I mean it, man. Thanks, dude. Yeah, it's it's been a it's been a real journey with this group hug. It's um yeah, it's I guess that's the thing, isn't it? It's like I was saying, it's just it it's it's been a, a special but really challenging time to make this exist. You know, and it's it's made me question yeah. a lot in terms of music and what that looks like. Because I I previously I thrived on working with people in the same room, you know, and, and actually I've moved to a point now where the house we're in I have a project suite. I don't have a fully functioning studio now. Like it's too small. Like I can fit, I can play keys and bass and guitar and a few other bits. Just about stretch my trumpet to the to the mic. Like that's about it. I can't work with anyone in here anymore. You know, and that that feels really weird. And I'm, it's it's like coming off the back of COVID. I'm having to rework what music looks like to me in that way. You know, and, and trying to understand how it works in a different sense, I guess. So, you know, it's it's definitely been a, a long journey with it, but also learning different ways of producing, which has been interesting. So like the there's you said about Tommy Evans and the Poet Curious piece, there's a interlude in the middle with an MC called Seeking Peace, who super talented guy, like really, really good. Like he he was doing quite a few bits a long time back with like SBTV and various other things and really lyrical. And with him, like we got to this point where he, he left Bristol and he left me with a verse and he was like, look, don't know what you want to do with this. Here it is. Just an acapella piece that he'd recorded to a click on his side. He's like, you do with it what you will. And I'm like, cool. Okay. And then obviously like the world changed. And then I, it gave me this space to work on this piece that it was, it's like a minute long, but it was, it took longer than quite a few of the full length tracks because I wanted to do something with it that was really different. And like there's, so it started off with Gaspar Senna, the drummer, and he was working on that. And I wanted him to make something that was quite, um, I guess quite breakbeat, but working with really complex time signatures and just taking it quite dark and seeing where it would lead. And then off the back of that, um, I got my harpist, Minta Spencer, to work on it. And she was layering up and doing a variety of different things with it. And I got one of my old students um, who goes under the production name of Are We Nowhere, who's an amazing pianist and producer, and kind of got all these different layers to it. And it, it's turned into this thing that's really different I don't think I've produced anything quite like that. And like there's there's really nice moments within this project where it felt like that, where it was space to explore some different ways of producing and different things to do. But also being able to like do different processes, I guess. So yeah, like I you remember LG and Biscuit? So like Smoke Rings was amazing and like there's always loved the way that Biscuit had that that natural playing feel and like there was I loved all of the, the live flute elements to that album I've always wanted to do something on that that kind of tip and I've worked with different flautists all the time but it was kind of a good excuse to, to work with Carol King and kind of get her involved in different things so the outro to the album has this live flute element to it and I think for me, like I wanted to do it so that this this album very much opens up the next chapter. And it obviously it won't be aspects or anything like that, but it that idea of some of the people working on that side and then building up this idea of continuing the conversation, I guess, in terms of yeah, I feel like I've let people into my life through my music now and it's like I wanna continue that as much as it feels more vulnerable this like you know i'm like like in these senses where it means that i'm having to talk more about my family than i ever have you know obviously you guys know me but i'm talking to like random strangers about 
really personal things that hit hard. Mm. You know, especially like not being able to see my son during different times, not doing all these different things, like losing connection with different people. Like, yes, we, a lot of us went through it, but a lot of people still haven't talked about it or processed it or got over it or had open conversations surrounding it. So like it, it's, it definitely is felt quite raw in that way but i think that's good like it's good to continue that so i'm i'm kind of letting the dust settle after this for a little bit like i'm going to release a few different projects that are basically done and get those under the way and seeing the light of day because i i want those to be out in the world and just take a minute to figure out on my own level like as as vice beats like what the next step is on that side because you know i I, I love collaborating, but I feel like this this idea of kind of having that stronger, bigger project is something that takes a long time, but it's something that I really, really enjoy the process once it's done. So, you know, like, like with yourself, Chris, it's like, you know, there's people like you where I very much want to work with you and other artists that I haven't had that opportunity to work with yet. But I feel like for me, the next stage of this is that I want to work with people in person again. You know, I I don't want constant studio sessions where I'm just being sent audio and working on it. Like, I want to do stuff in person again, like book out studios and have jam sessions and see where it leads and treat it differently. So, you know, that's that's the next stage for me, I think, you know, and like trying to approach this differently and reconnect on a further level in that way yeah i think it's really interesting though that you have such a a heart for connecting with people and artists but at the same time you're now forced to make music in isolation it's it's interesting that that heart for that is still there because it's really easy to become a recluse sure that going outside is long for some people now they've been three been in the house for three years going outside is long yeah so salute to you for that salute to you for that summit no, I'm I'm done. I just wanted to say, look, congrats, congratulations, Thanks, bro. Guys. Um, really, really hope um, whatever you want to get out of the project, I hope you get out mm. of it. Um, I know you know hearing you talk about the process, how long it's taken, um, the things that you've had to go through during that time. I really hope that it was a therapeutic process for you as well. That you learned some stuff about yourself. That you were able to some own some things and. And kind of get through some of the things that you've gone through trauma, from a trauma perspective and kind of just rationalize it. and hopefully that this project was more therapeutic that then then uh maybe some others have yeah yeah or, sure you know, because it's it's a different situation uh, so, thanks man i appreciate um, that but no congrats man and and we appreciate you taking your time thank you joining us no, thanks for having me it's, it's been really good to catch up with you guys for sure yeah remind us once again aspects when it's out where they can go buy it yeah so it's um 26th of may via hhv so pre-orders open now and that's a limited run of vinyls and oh oh yeah so the only the first run of vinyls is going to have a seven inch single of connected and the flip remix of that as well nice and then um and the inlay as well so like the rocket that i was saying about so only the first run is going to have that and that's all going to be available on the 26th of May. It'll be on vicebeats.bandcamp.com soon as well. And the launch party's 24th of May at Lost Horizon as well. So that's on Head First, which is like a Bristol ticket ticket form. But if you go to my Instagram, that's the best place really. Like I'm I'm useless on a lot of channels, but I'm all right on <laughs> Instagram. That's that's my home in that sense. So it's uh. I got bullied on TikTok and I'm confused by life Bro, off the back of it. It's, it's mad, uh, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it really is. My wife put a rabbit on there, bro. The rabbit's got like 1,500 followers. I'm like, how? <laughs> mad. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't understand. It makes you question life. It's, uh, yeah. It also makes you question your age. Just stay with, stay with yeah. oh, where to where to Fonte and Nicolay. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, man. Bless up. Thank oh, you, man. Appreciate you, bro. And uh, all the best, bro. Peace. All right. So that was Vice Beats coming through for a second time on Breaking Atoms. Um, a really, really interesting conversation hearing mm. him talk about the process around the album and 
I guess, you know, the thing I take away from it yeah. is the storytelling aspect. Like, that's really important to him. It feels like he really studies um, and really thinks about what each song, what he wants each song to do, much like a composer in the sense that they yeah. want to bring a certain feeling out and a certain story out. And it's really refreshing to hear people who are producers and composers yeah. talk about their music in that manner. Because it's easy to go, yeah, I made a beat and got someone on it and we're putting it out and it's out available now. But this is very much around, hey, yeah. I wanted to create a heartbeating pulse to represent the thing that I was going through in my life. And then, then we have this rocket and we're trying to build our dreams. I think that's really, yeah, really clever. Um, not no, necessarily surprising from Vice, but it's nevertheless still, it's still very still very refreshing to to hear so yeah and i think i think it's something i want to leave with the listeners as well that the best albums are never made in isolation by one person uh this album talking about his family all being involved it's the summer parts man it's communion with connection comes communion definitely and speaking of community um you asked vice that you know why weren't you on the album and you haven't actually heard the whole album yet i mean that is just Talk about supporting the community is brilliant. It's wonderful. No, it's, it's true though. Like, like listen, man. <laughs> listen, I was being facetious, but I'm sure, I'm sure we'll do I like something. that word, you know. It's a sick word, bruv. It's a sick word, You know bruv. what it is? I'm, be I'm being rude, but I'm being polite at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, being yeah, facetious. Yeah. More more narcissistic behavior from Chris No, I'm not, I'm not, bruv. I'm That's not another word I like, bro. by the way. I like, I, I like narcissist. I it's like overused. narcissist. It's overused. But I like the word because it, it it's more like it's... um. I have a slight lisp, so it's hard for me to say sometimes. Yeah, don't, 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 don't say what you can't say in it. So it's like it's like I try have to like like verbal gymnastics with myself to kind of go, you know, narcissist. Do you know where I first heard the word narcissist? Yeah, WWE or WWF at the time. The narcissist WWF. Lex Luger. Oh yes, and he yes, used to come yes, to the yes. ring and pose in front of the mirror. I remember yes, seeing yes, that word. Yes, I said, yes, yes. "What is that?" I, yeah, I didn't know until like. Listen, shout out to the narcissist, aka uh, Narcy, who's an yes. incredible, incredible MC. Um, yeah, yeah, shout out to him. He he's the, he's yeah. not really a narcissist, but no, yeah, but na narcissist is a is a is a hard word, and it's an even harder word to say in a rhyme. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Yeah. Maybe that's why uh, Narcy chopped it down from being the narcissist to Narcy. Maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe. I'll ask him. I'll ask him. Yeah. Um, but ask now, him, man. That was a, that was a great conversation. Shout out to Andy. Keep that Duce on ice. You know he got Duce from us from from the breaking atoms, like the do documentary thing. You know what I mean? The what? No, the documentaries we did when I said I do say to everyone. Andy got some Duce. Send my man a Ribena, fam. What are you talking about? No, you no, got, no, no, you no, see, no, listen, no, this no. is somebody got money out here. Somebody got money. Somebody sending strangers Duce. You know, strangers, yeah, fam. No, shout out something. to Andy. I was um yeah. Andy's a good guy. I like him. Yeah. Never met him. Yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. I like him. He answers emails. In this day, yeah, and, I don't, that's, see, in this I day think, and time, think, it's important. When you, you see when people answer emails prompt as well, bruv. I respect it. Yeah, but I, respect I suspect with Andy, I think his issue with me, not that he has an issue, I'm just making it out, but as it is, but I don't respond to emails. That's the problem. No, you do. Um, but, you know, sometimes we miss them, innit? Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That. Right. But no, I appreciate you. Aspects appreciate you. Aspects. It's coming out. I, I can't wait, man. I can't wait for my pre -order. I'm thinking about that rocket. I'm going to make it for my for my, um, for my my little one. Yeah, so good. Just so get, it sounds like a good as, bonding as a way exercise. To, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna buy a vinyl too. You should, as you, as you damn should, as you damn should. And actually, Vice actually, I don't know. And also, I didn't say this to him, but I didn't know how he got my address. This is what I'm scared of him. I'm never gonna get on his wrong side because no one really has my address. And then I, I, um, I knocked. At, someone knocked at the door. It's the postman. I got a package. I'm like, what's this? So what tells this? And it turns out it was like you know some singles from the Dilla project. Mm -hmm. And I'm like. And it's from Vice. And mm -hmm. like, I've got, I've actually got a sticker. Or I've got the Vice sticker on my laptop on the back side. I can't mm -hmm. show you uh, on the on the on the cover of my laptop, not the back side. That's pause. Um, no, we're grown, aren't we? But no, no pause yeah, needed. Sorry, we're grown. I just grown. want to say that because no, I, I never grown. actually say that. I never play that game. But I just want to say I that because I want to act it. like all New York. Um, grow up, grow up. But <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, but anyway, I was like really shocked. I was like, oh my god, I I wasn't expecting. This is like this is the best thing that happened today. Like I wasn't expecting. Yeah, it's a kind gesture. Yeah, but then I, I thought about it. I was like, how does he know where I live? I didn't give him the address. I thought you did it. No, I, I don't know. So I still don't know. It was a Thomas Local thing, innit? Was nah, it? You know, it is. <laughs> you, know, you know what it is, yeah? It's just sometimes people knowing it. So yellow pages and that. Sometimes sometimes yellow know. pages. Bro, <laughs> some charm I, had a, I had a family member die last week. 
and one of our neighbours found out before we did. Yeah, that's not. That, I'm sorry about that, man. Shout out to Mrs. Johnson. Now, Mrs. Johnson is family. She's one of our neighbours. Shout out to Mrs. Johnson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she, but still, isn't she it? Knew, like, she knew before, before us, we did. But yeah, but I'm sorry, no, I'm sorry. yeah, yeah. Into into um into family issues and it. But I'm saying I'm sorry for the loss, not sorry that she knew first. Um, I'm saying sorry for the loss. Appreciate it, but we're cool. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, this this is there's top and tail of somberness here. You know, me with the you know racism. There's death. Bro, here. and you know with that, bro. Like, do, bro, don't waste your energy, man. Do not. Nah, but no, I'm I'm okay with it. I just you know it's 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 it's, it's I see it in it, bro. I see the it. standard has been set. You got. I done, see it. It's, the standard has been set, bro. Like the horse has already left the um. What is the stable? Yeah, you know what TFL say, yeah? See it, say it, sorted, innit? Nah, but TFL full of rubbish too because when I, I want to see it, say it and sort it in regards to your train prices, you don't sort nothing. So be quiet. Wow, nah. Oh, wow, nah. wow, be nah. quiet. wow, nah. let's United, let's nah. talk, get, get let's talk TFL. Picket lines and that, picket lines and that. Jeremy Corbyn and that. All right, listen, bro. I'm tired, man. Wrap this up. You can follow us on social media at Break the Atoms. Chris's handles at I'm Kinetic. Mine's at Hip Hop Chronicle. Uh, we'll be back next week with another episode. Until then, peace and love. Peace. Peace.